But let's get straight into the Word, shall we? Go to Acts chapter 1 with me to, uh, in your notes, if you've got the uh, Elam Bible app, you can grab that out. We have an Elam app and you can have all the sermon notes on that uh, or it will come up on the screen. If you've got a Bible, you can turn to Acts 1 chapter 4, um, sorry, Acts chapter 1 verse number 4. It says this, on one occasion, this is Jesus talking after he's uh, been resurrected. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days we baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then he gathered around him and asked, gathered them around and asked, sorry, then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore your kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it's not for you to know in the time and the dates the Father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. Uh, we're in this series called Outpouring, and we're looking at the outpouring of God, the, the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And what I want to do uh, is pull out a couple of observations that I see in this passage, because this passage gives us a great understanding of who the Holy Spirit is, the person, the work, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I want to give you some, some observations I see, and I pray that they're going to help you, because God knows we need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. All right, my first thought is this. My first observation is, number one, the Holy Spirit is the answer. The Holy Spirit is the answer. What's one plus one? The Holy Spirit. See how that goes in school. Church, I know you're all wondering, so I will tell you, my birthday's coming up. In fact, it's in three days' time. In three days' time, it's going to be my birthday. And I know you're all asking, so you, listen, I do receive gifts by mail. Um, and I'm going to be 39 years young. I know, you're saying, wow, because you're like, man, you're right, the years have not been kind. They, this is what youth ministry and fatherhood will do to you. This is, this is, this is what happens, man. But uh, I'll be 39 years young on Wednesday, so I'm very excited about that. Um, but I'm a bit of a nightmare when it comes to my birthday because my wife, Bex, will try and like organize stuff or buy things or like sort out plans and stuff, but I'm always like super sneaky and super like I'm snooping around. I'm trying to find out what it is. And I'm, I'm always asking, babe, what's happening? What's going on with my birthday? I'm like good, looking through the wardrobes for presents. I'm, I'm trying to find out the details. Like what's happening? What are we doing? Are you getting me something? Like, and she's like, babe, you need to calm down. All you need to know is I've got it in control. Like something's sorted, something's handled. You just need to not worry about that. I've got the plan. So you just chill and you just relax. Pray for my wife, man. We need it. You know, the disciples in this moment with Jesus, they're speaking to the resurrected Jesus and they're saying to him, they, they ask him, God, what's going to happen? Like, what's, what's the plan? What's happening next? They say, Lord, are you at this time going to restore your kingdom to Israel? Like, is that the plan, God? Is that, like, what are you doing? How are you going to work this out, God? What's, what's, your, what's your plan? How are you going to roll it out? Like, what are you doing? Can you get, let us in on the plan? And, and Jesus' response is this, that's not for you to know. That's the father's business. Like the father knows the times, the dates, the point. Like he's got that plan in place. Jesus' answer to the question of God, what are you doing? Is saying, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing, but I'm going to tell you what I'm giving. You want to know what I'm doing, but here's what I'm going to tell you. The answer to your question, God, what are you doing? Is I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Wow. He said, but you were, this for the father to know, but you're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. God answered to the question of what are you doing is not to tell him. He's like, that's my business. All you need to know is this. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. 
I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you the, the, the anointing, the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Friends, how many of us are like the disciples looking at our lives and looking at the world right now going, God, what are you doing? God, how are you going to work this out? How are you going to sort this out? God, what, what you, how are you going to move? And when are you going to do that? And is this what you're going to do, God? And, and God's response to us is often the same. Hey, that's my business. Leave that to me. What I'm giving you is the Holy Spirit. The answer to the question of God, what's the plan, is the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Here's a little catchphrase you can, you can hold on to as you go through your days. I don't know, but I do have. I don't know what God's going to do, but I do have the Holy Spirit. I don't know how this is going to work out, but I do have the Holy Spirit. God's answer, his response to the question, like he's not going to let you in on the plan because if he told you, you'd freak out. You'd lose your mind. So he's like, hey, don't worry about the plan. I'm just going to give you the Holy Spirit. You're going to have power to live the life I've called you to live. Uh, one of my great friends, his name's Darren. He mentored me when I first got saved um, as a young Christian. And he taught me the, the Bible and taught me how to pray. And he came and saw me in my office the other day. And he said, Steve, look, I, just want, I want to run something by you. I need to talk to you about something. And he said, look, I feel like God is leading me and telling me that I need to write my story, my life story into a book. And I need to produce this book. And because his story is crazy. Like his story is absolutely gnarly. It's this most amazing testimony of God's goodness, God's grace, God's protection, but also his journey through suffering. It's just an amazing story. And I was like, dude, you've got to write the book, write the book. And he's like, the problem is Steve, I don't know how to write a book. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what, what I just know. I'm supposed to do this, but I have no idea how to do that. I said, Darren, don't worry. You don't know, but you do have. You don't know how to write a book, but you do have the Holy Spirit. And he's going to lead you into it. Do you think I have any clue how to lead a church and how to preach? I don't know why you're, why you're nodding your head there, Pastor Don. Honestly, <laughs> Pastor Luke is certainly nodding his head. I don't like, listen, the truth is this, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I do have the Holy Spirit. And when you have the Holy Spirit, that's all you need. And, and I know some of you, you're sitting there today and you need to hear this. You need to hear this from me. You're sitting there going, I don't know how I'm going to get through this valley, but you do have the Holy Spirit. I don't know how I'm going to get through the situation at work, but you do have the Holy Spirit. I don't know how my marriage is going to be restored, but you do have the Holy Spirit. I don't know how I'm going to heal from this trauma of my past, but you do have the Holy Spirit. I don't know how I'm going to step into this big thing that God is leading me into. And someone here, you feel God stirring you to step into something that's way beyond you. And you're like, I don't know how to do that. But listen, friend, you do have the Holy Spirit. And when you've got the Holy Spirit, you've got power to live the life God is calling you to live. The Holy Spirit's the answer. How am I going to do this? The Holy Spirit's the answer. What's God going to do in your life next? The Holy Spirit's the answer. He's, that's what He's giving you. That's the answer He's giving you. Trust. You, you're not going to know it all, but you will have the power of the Holy Spirit with you. Is that a good thought? That's good news, man. The second observation I make out of this passage is this. Number two, this, the Holy Spirit has a purpose. My wife loves to um, buy decorative things for our house. Things that look pretty. I, on the other hand, like to have things in our house that have a purpose. You know what I'm saying? A few husbands in the room giving me a little quiet nod, hoping your wife doesn't see that. It's okay, we're going to start a small group. You know, we'll all find freedom together. We'll help each other out in this one. I, I, I will often come home from a hard day's work, you know, working for the Lord, serving Him in ministry, sorting out all Pastor Don's problems. And I come home and I walk in the house and out of the corner of my eye, I'll see an object that we didn't own when I left the house that morning. I'm like, That's, I've never seen that before. That's new. That wasn't here when I left. And I look over and I'm like, well, what is that? And my wife will say, it's a bowl. A bowl. 
Can we eat out of this bowl? No. It's for decoration. Well, what do we do with it? We look at it. Why? Because it's pretty. There's a few people feeling my pain this morning. Like I said, you've got to pray for my marriage, man. Its purpose is to look pretty. It's got, it's, that's its purpose. I've noticed that in church, a lot of Christians, we get the Father. We understand Him. Like, and we get the Son. Like, we understand the purpose of the Son, coming and dying on the cross for our sin. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, we're like, what does He do? What's His purpose? Like, I get the Father, I get the Son, but we kind of hold the Holy Spirit at arm's length because I'm not too sure about Him. Like, what does He do? Jesus, in this passage, gives us the primary purpose of the Holy Spirit. And here's what it is. He says this, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. He's saying this, You're going to receive power. Power to do what? Power to be my witnesses. In other words, to live the life God's called you to live, to expand the kingdom of God, and live a life that glorifies Him. That's the purpose of the Holy Spirit, is to give you the power to live the life that God has called you to live. The, the purpose of the Holy Spirit is not necessarily to make you feel spiritual. It's to help you live spiritual. And sometimes we narrow down the Holy Spirit to like a tingle or a feeling in worship or an experience we might have. And I'm all for encountering the power of God. Trust me. But let's not narrow down the Holy Spirit to help us feel spiritual because there's going to come a day when you don't feel spiritual anymore. But the Holy Spirit is going to give you the power to live spiritual. Amen. Right now, Bex and I are doing a bit of landscaping on our house. And uh, we, we bought this house, and it's got this section that's, like, on this massive, like, angle that goes down to a creek. And, like, I'm like, I've got two boys. They will be in mud, they will be mudsliding every, if I don't sort that out, I'm going to be mudslide every day. So uh, we want to do some retaining and just kind of fill it in. And I don't know how to do retaining. I don't know how to do building. And I also don't have a lot of money. So, but I do have friends. <laughs> so so I'm, I call my, one of my friends. He's a builder. And I'm like, and I know he's got a digger. I'm like, bro, we need to like, we need to do something. Can you help me out? He's like, bro, I got you. So he, he comes over, he's getting, bring all the material and he brings over his digger, right? And so he's doing the digger, he's digging holes and doing like stuff. And uh, I'm very technical doing stuff on the digger. And uh, I'm just like, what? I'm mesmerized by this thing. I'm watching him and I fully understand now, you know, the road worker that just leans on the shovel, totally understand that's a viable job. Because I spent five hours leaning on my shovel watching him on the digger. He, he's like, bro, have you got something to do? I said, I'm doing it. This is what I got to do, and I'm doing it right now. And then he, then he says to me, hey, do you want to have a go? I'm like, oh, a digger. So I'm like, I'm, I get in the driver's seat of the digger, and um, he starts telling me how to operate the digger. And there's lots of, there's like foot pedals, there's, there's these ones, and there's like joysticks either side of you. And it's, it's crazy. It's like way harder than you think. But he starts giving me instructions on, on how to operate the digger. And I'm nodding. I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm hearing nothing. Because internally, five-year-old Steve just woke up. I, I, re I, I regress, man. I was just like... You're on a digger. <laughs> it's a digger. Digger, 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 digger. digger. Like, digger goes from digger, digs hole. Like, um, it's like, oh, like, so I hear nothing he's saying to me because I'm just like, digger, 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 digger. And uh, there it goes, the digger. And two, I think that was your bike. <laughs> and, and so and then he's like, he's, I'm so thankful that after he told me how to operate the digger, he didn't walk away. 
because I would have been lost, right? He stuck by me and just, and it, as I worked, he kept helping me. He kept helping me. Like, no, don't do that. Kept helping me. Listen, friends, but th- th- this is what you got to understand about God is that he doesn't just tell us what we are to do and give us this mission and then leave us alone. He gives us this thing called the helper. One of my favorite names of the Holy Spirit is the helper. John 15, 26 says this, but when the helper comes, the helper comes, whom I send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. Friends, God does not just call you to go, like, hey, listen, go serve me, go love me, go like advance my kingdom. All the best, we'll see you at the end. Like, have a good time. Good luck. Go well. He doesn't just leave us to our own devices. He sends us the help of the power of the Holy Spirit into our lives to help us and lead us and teach us and correct us and rebuke us and move us and shift us and help us do what he's called us to do. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. See, the, the, one of the greatest moments of maturity that every Christian uh, needs to come to, and it's a powerful moment, and I, and I pray that we all get there sooner rather than later. It's the moment where you realize that this is not about you. It's a really powerful moment where you're like, oh, this isn't about my ability. This isn't about me knowing everything. This isn't about me being good enough and me having all the ability to articulate and to lead. And in fact, I can come with very little and that's exactly how God wants me to be. Like, this isn't about me. This is about the Holy Spirit empowering me, helping me, filling me and him fulfilling his plan through me, not, not me doing it. And I know some of you, they're thinking, sitting in this room going, oh, that's great, Steve, but I'm not smart enough. I don't know enough. I don't have enough education. I could never lead a small group. I could never serve God. I'm too shy. My past is too big. I'm too broken. I'm too messed up. Here's the good news. God knows all of that about you, and he still called you. He's like, mm, I'll still take you. You're like, but, but God, I'm messed up. He's like, I know. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, it's not a surprise to God that you've got a past and that you've got a, a bit of mess around you and that you're a bit broken and all your deficiencies. It's not a surprise to God and he still calls you. And that's, listen, it's not about you. It's about the power of God, the Holy Spirit working in you to cause you to go further and greater than you could ever go on your own. If we spend our lives, our Christian lives, thinking, like relying on our own ability, we'll miss the power. We'll miss the power. If you keep looking at yourself going, well, I don't, you're going to miss the power of God. The power of God is to come in in all our deficiency and all our brokenness and all our mess and come and give us the power we need to live the life he's called us to. I love John 3.30. It says this, he must increase, but I must decrease. John the Baptist is like, man, I've got, I've got to decrease. I need God to get bigger. One of the prayers I pray every Sunday morning, and I pray this every Sunday morning before I get up to preach, I pray, God, help me get out the way. Because this can't be about me. This can't be about Steve's ability and Steve's preaching or Steve being funny. This can't be about that. This has got to be about the power of God moving through me. Because I have no idea. I'm as broken as everyone else. Help, God, help me get out of the way. My third final thought, Ben, you guys can come, is this. My outpouring observation from this passage is this. Number three, the Holy Spirit brings advancement brings advancement. He says this, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the very ends of the earth. Do you know how far to the ends of the earth it came? To Mahia Road. All the way to Mahia Road at 11.30, 11.45 on Sunday, the 15th of August, three days out from my birthday. (laughs) See, 
when you look at that, and I encourage you to go like Google a map of um, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Go, go look that up because it'll help you understand this. The Holy Spirit brings advancement. Jerusalem is the current city that they're in. It's the place that they're currently in. That's their city. Jerusalem, that's where they are. They're going to be witnesses there. And then they're going to go a little bit bigger. They're going to go to the surrounding, the, the territory within which the city of Jerusalem sits. That's Judea. Jerusalem, Judea. We got a little bit bigger. We went a little bit further. And then it says Samaria. Samaria is the neighboring territory. Okay, so we started in the city. Jerusalem, they were gone Judea, which is the, the, the territory within which Jerusalem sits. And then we're gone Judea, it's the neighboring territory. We're getting further. And then to the very ends of the earth. It's always a, you start and you expand. See, so the Holy Spirit brings advancement, progression, growth. When the Holy Spirit fell upon the early church, Peter got up after being a coward and denying Jesus three times in front of a servant girl. Fast forward a few days, he receives the Holy Spirit, gets filled with the power of God, gets up, preaches the first sermon of the early church, and 3,000 people get saved in one day. Nuts. If you, if you don't like big church, you would have hated the early church. I just like small church. Well, what are you going to do with 3,000 people? It's a progression, advancement. The believers went from kind of a cowardly bunch to being incredibly courageous. In fact, most of them dying for their faith. Like, that's that's outrageous. Have you ever wondered, for some of you in this room, why you're not growing? Why it is that you're still stuck in the same place in your faith that you've been for the last year, two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, your whole life? Well, it seems like you never get traction. You never advance. You can never get over that thing. You can never advance in forgiveness, and you can never get healing, and you can never kind of go beyond the trauma of your past or you're still stuck in that same habit and that same behavior and that same mindset and that same pattern. It's like, I want to grow, but I just, it's like, there's no advancement. If you're wondering why you're not growing and why you're not advancing, can I suggest that maybe you're missing something? I'll rephrase that a little bit better. I'll suggest you're missing someone. Maybe you know the father and you know the son but it's time to know the Holy Spirit because yeah. the Holy Spirit will bring advancement. It's the power of God to take you beyond. You can go where you could go on your own. Stop looking at yourself. It's not about you anymore. It's just about you being available and saying, God, fill me. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to receive power to be the witness for God, to live a life that glorifies God and advances his kingdom in your world, in your life, in your family, in your neighborhood, in your city, in our nation, in the nations of this world. I want to pray for you guys, and what, what I want to invite you to do is at the end of the service, if you'd like to be prayed for, like specifically just to be filled with the Holy Spirit, if you've never received that, if you've never surrendered your life to be filled with the power of God, then I want to invite you to come up the front. We'd love to pray for you. Um, I want to invite you also to come tonight. If you're hungry, come tonight and just come experience the power of God. Come and, come and lean in and dig into God in, in a new way. But I want to pray just corporately for all of us that we would all receive a fresh and filling now of the Holy Spirit. Is that cool? Can we just bow our heads for a moment? Father, I thank you for the great gift of your Holy Spirit. That it is a gift that you've sent to us to give us this power to live a life for you. God, it's so hard to change on our own strength. 
so hard to move forward in our own strength. But God, you didn't call us to live this life in our own strength. You didn't call us to live it based out of our own ability or inability or our own wholeness or our own deficiency. God, you called us to live this life full with the power of the Holy Spirit to live beyond our circumstance, to live beyond our condition. And I pray, I thank you, God, that you are the answer, Holy Spirit. For many of us looking at our lives right now going, how can we get through this? God, what are you going to do? God, how are you going to do this? I thank you that the answer you have for us is the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you've given us the answer. I thank you for the purpose of the Holy Spirit to take us beyond our current situation and lead us into more. And God, I thank you that you bring advancement. I pray right now for anyone in this room who is feeling that sense of, man, I'm still stuck in the same place in my faith that I was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. And I need to advance. Lord, I pray that you'd fill them now with your Holy Spirit. I pray that all in this room, that we would receive a fresh infilling now of your Holy Spirit, that we would no longer be limited to our own ability in our own way. But God, we would know the transformative power of God to go beyond where we are, to go to all that you've called us to be for your glory, not ours. Father, I thank you for this amazing gift. I pray that we would be a church that is full of the power of God, that knows the Holy Spirit, 